0: Ladies and gentlemen, it is showtime. Please welcome the team of the Fulhamish
1: Podcast.
2: It's the Fulhamish Podcast, your independent voice of Fulham FC. And whilst it doesn't really feel like it right now, the atmosphere is weird right here in the Duke of Cornwall where we're recording it. Fulham are in a playoff final again. We're off to Wembley after a nervous win over Cardiff City. Over two legs, we've just about done it. My name's Sammy James and I'm joined right now by Adam For Carson. Evening Sammy. Jack Collins. Hello
3: listeners.
2: And Don Betts. Hello, hello. Now this is a real momentous moment because it's the first time since lockdown that we've recorded a Fulhamish podcast together in person and actually... It feels really nice to be doing that. I wish it was in maybe slightly more triumphous circumstances, but here we are.
0: I mean, we're off to Wembley, mate.
2: We're off to Wembley, but it was exhausting. It was absolutely exhausting. Loads of reaction to today's kind of win at Craven Cottage. Jack, um, you've had about 10 minutes to look through some three-word reviews. What have come through?
0: I actually really enjoyed AF's That Was Hell as the actual three word review, which was very much exactly how it how it was. And and Dom said it about fifty two times during the game, just been like, This is hell. This is hell. Actually, but- it was
1: more like this we we're standing at the gates of hell. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's
0: Ooh. not a three words. Um, I, went a, I went
2: to a really dark place during that ninety minutes, and you and
1: yeah, you three you you witnessed just,
0: it. You kept just shouting stuff. It was bizarre. Like actually, um, we we had a conversation during Said, the game. Fully so went. Basically, Sammy's head just like popped, and he just started shouting like prodigy album titles at the screen. <laughs> it was like it was a relieve, the of, relieve the pressure. Relieve the pressure. <laughs> Fire starter. <laughs> It was it was very much a selection of just things that Prodigy could have called an album. I'm honestly not that happy, but anyway,
2: we're we're here. <laughs> Carol with the three road
0: reviews uh, and Londinium calling leaky bum time, <laughs> which I thought was <laughs> very funny. Ian McKay, but that wasn't fun. Summing up quite a lot of our feelings. Yeah, it really wasn't, was it? It, it wasn't much fun. Um, Cam Ramsey with one more slog was quite good. I mean, let's have some positivity. PFFC one one, well defended boys. Uh, This isn't a three-word review, but I enjoy how they've tried to make it one uh, with Rick Cardis, Cabano kills off Cardiff.
2: Well, where to even start with that game? Let's be positive, Adam. We're at Wembley, second time in three years. A playoff final against our neighbours, Brentford. I mean, it was written in the stars that it was going to happen. It's happened. Are you happy?
3: I've got to be. Am I happy? I don't feel it after that game. I, I should be jubilant that we, we've we made it to Wembley but I just didn't enjoy the game that much that I haven't got myself around to looking forward to next Tuesday yet um, but I'm sure it'll be a great occasion it'll be a great game uh, and I think it as you say written in the stars that we are facing Brentford I think that'll be a, a really uh, good game to look forward to
2: Dom I mean it it all went wrong really quickly for Fulham but then it kind of repaired itself almost as quickly as it went wrong. <laughs> I went to the loo during Nelson's header, so I I still haven't seen it. Um and, and then before you knew it, Cabano equalised. And I kind of thought that was the Cardiff threat maybe nullified. Obviously we know what went wrong later and we'll we'll come on to that, but it, it was a bizarre what 25 seconds between the goals it, it was all just happened so quickly
1: yeah the first 10-15 minutes I think everyone in the pub was sort of like or anyone in any pub was like well what's going on here because obviously they scored we're like oh we're in we we've literally standing at the gates of hell here what the hell what the hell is going to go on how many times is Dom Betts going to say that phrase I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say the word hell as much as you want mate no no I I, I don't know it was sort of like when we immediately closed. We we're like kind of okay we're we're back in the game now. We've sort of we've restored our two-goal lead. and We're like, okay, if we keep this to half time, which we did, and then we're okay, from half time we can now go on from here. But like, if you compare maybe from the first the first drinks break or from my equalizer to two half time, then look at the second half. It looked like two completely different sides. Yeah. Like we in the second half, I don't obviously we'll get onto it, but the second half was a completely different team to the first than yeah, I, I dunno, it was apart from our goal, we had maybe a couple of chances where we looked like we scored, which are you know, we, we made half chances out of quarter chances, I guess you can argue for them. Yeah. So it was and like I mean, Adam said that like he he knew that it was gonna be a tough game from the start and I mean it was, really, really. Apart from our apart from our goal in the first half, I wouldn't say we were like the dominant side or anything.
2: Yeah. Jack, add some rationality to this because I'm just feeling emotional and I feel like Adam and Dom are are on the same wave as me. Maybe you might just add some normality to this conversation because right now we're not sounding like a podcast that's just reached Wembley for... Only the third time in, in 40 years. It's a, it's a major historic achievement. It should be a massive moment for Fulham. And here we are, almost sounding like we've lost. I, 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 ca- I just can't get my head around it. And I'm sure if we were recording this tomorrow, this would be different. But that's the thing about recording podcasts initially. So I'm almost hoping you can you can add some wise words here that would just make us, fi- get us back on track.
0: There isn't any normality. And without sounding like the cliche Sky commentator that everybody imagines that I might be one day, it's... um. This is the championship playoffs. There is no normality. There is no rationale to the feelings you get. And look, we have just lost a game. Like, we haven't gone and won a game. Let's not pretend that we've gone and battered someone the way that Brentford did last night to to force our way. Or even that we did against Derby. You know, we came from behind to win the game. Today, we have struggled our way into the playoff final through a loss. And, And look, that's fine. It's not a, you know, that's not a massive issue. We're in the playoff final, but we're coming off the back of a loss. It is not like we've just gone and oh we've won that or even like we scored on the break in the 90th minute to equalise it we have actually lost the game but we did enough and ultimately the playoffs are about doing enough and it doesn't matter whether that's in the semi-finals, in the final it's about getting over the line and what we've done today is prove that we can get over the line yes it was nervy, yes it was horrible yes potentially we made that so much more difficult than it needed to be but we've done what we needed to do. We, we've got ourselves into the playoff final and now it's 90 minutes. And look, there's plenty of people who would be like, oh, we've lost twice to Brentford this season. You know, there's no way we'll beat them. It doesn't matter. Over 90 minutes, anything can happen in a playoff final. And the weird thing, I think, for us right now is that we are facing the exact opposite of what happened the last time we got to a playoff final, right? So when we got to the playoff last final last time, we were the kind of swashbuckling, like sexy team who played that like, really sky good darlings. football. We were the Sky Darlings, absolutely. And you know what? Watching the amount of Brentford coverage that's been given over the last two days, I can imagine why loads of teams are like "fuck off, Fulham."
1: Yeah, <laughs> like
0: because it has been absolutely sickening. But Equally, you can be like, okay, that's what we were like last time. This time we're coming in like Aston Villa were. We're like, okay, got a bit of experience. There's a little bit of heads in the game here. And we've done this before. This is their first time, 90 minutes, anything can happen.
1: I kind of, like, as, as much as, like, it was very, very bad today, I kind of feel for this playoff final that, I don't want to say it to Ollie, but I feel like all the pressure is on Brentford because, you know, what, they've played their last game at Griffin Park. Yeah. Going to this playoff final where the, where playoffs is where they have always lost. I'm not saying it's going to happen or anything, but I don't. I can't see who is putting the pressure on us to win this game. Apart from ourselves, other than exactly, the mo- yeah. the, Well, the money we've
2: spent. You, know, you can you can talk about Brentford being the favourites all you like, but. We are still the team that but, should
1: But as you said, I think promoted. all the pressure on us is only coming from ourselves. No one from the media or the outside world is putting pressure on us to win this game. We game.
0: didn't bottle two chances to get promoted.
2: We bottled one chance to get promoted. Yeah, but,
1: but, but we, two. Yeah, but we on, I didn't say <laughs> yeah. we, did we bottle one chance. Yeah, <laughs> hang on. The thing, is, yeah, the thing is, though, we could have won that game and still finished in fourth. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I don't think we've... You know, when we came off the break before that happened and we saw the the Preston game and the Swansea game and we were a couple of points off and we were like, right, momentum's with us. We're right at it. We came off the break. We lost those two games. Everyone was like, that's it. We're done. The promotion people race is People say we're
1: going to finish seventh at that point.
0: We got back into it. Agreed. But we got back into it because other people slipped up, right? And we were consistent and we won a load of games and, and Scott Parker must be getting immense credit for turning that around after we lost those two games. But it was... It was chasing kind of shadows, weren't we? It was always reliant on other people slipping up a lot to get back into that race. It nearly happened. Yeah. But it didn't. And But Brentford missed two actual guilt-edged opportunities. Well, yeah.
2: I mean, like, the Barnsley one, a maybe, but the
0: Stoke one was an absolute... It was like, you win, you get four points from your last two games, you get promoted. Yeah. And they lost to Stoke.
2: If they, were, if they won at Stoke, they're promoted. There's just no way that West Brom would have
0: come back from that. one. No, agreed. So that, but even if they'd drawn at Stoke, I still think they would have beaten Barnsley. Three points to get promoted. Done. Like, it, it was literally like that. And, and I think that, therefore, they hype high pressure on themselves. Look, I, th- I think the one thing to flip that a little bit on its head is that Thomas Frank piled all the pressure on Brentford yesterday to win that game. He came out in the medium, was like, we're going to win this game. He put, like, an unnecessary amount, as far as I'm concerned, but- of pressure on themselves. And they, and they rose to it, right? They didn't bottle that. Yeah. So I think that was him coming out and being like, "We don't bottle occasions." That's
2: yeah, what I mean, I think yesterday his game was, was. There, yesterday was massive for Brentford. Look, we'll come on to Brentford in a little bit because there is plenty of time, probably another podcast to come on to Brentford. Uh, Adam, let's look at tonight and Parker didn't start Mitro. That was the big question before the game: is does Mitro either get back into the starting eleven or at least on the bench? Parker said no, not at all, and we saw the Sky cameras panning to Mitro all night. I mean, he doesn't look, he's not in a wheelchair. I don't, we don't exactly know how injured he is, but he's not, I don't know, walking on crutches. So there's probably a chance that he starts on Tuesday. Parker's got away with it. Parker has made a call here, a very brave call, particularly for second leg, not even to put him on the bench and just to say, actually, no, we don't want you even training as a sub on whatever your injury is which we still don't know the the, the most we've heard is a loose rumour that it's a hamstring injury but we still don't know he has got away with it and and that's a brave call and one that he's done well you've got to give him some credit there
3: yeah I think I, I think by not starting Mitro not even having him on the bench means that he has made a brave call but he's put faith in a lot of his team as well and ultimately whilst we did lose that game today we still managed to see it through just about I don't think that Mitro would have been any use as a sub coming on in that game um I mean he wouldn't have relieved a lot of pressure as you wanted him to uh it wasn't it wasn't (laughs) Mitro wasn't that guy AK did a great job of doing that and I don't think that Mitro would have been the right guy to bring on um but it does mean that if that's the calculated risk that we've taken to get him fit for the final and actually have him start that game or even yeah start that game hopefully then I do think it was a decision worth making
2: there's surely no way Mitro doesn't start a final, whether you Bobby Zamora him like we did against Atletico and put painkillers in his leg or hamstring or whatever. There's no way, surely, Mitrovic doesn't start a playoff final.
1: What Adam just said, like it's, with Mitrovic, is there's a few players actually in the Fulham squad who are like this. I'd argue Cavalera is one of them as well. Who you don't, you either start them or you don't play them. Yeah, because. You know, the impact that Abubakar Kamara made. Everyone, everyone can diss in Bubakar Kamara as much as they want, but who created our best chances in the second half? Abubakar Kamara. And who relieved
2: the most pressure, in my own famous exactly, words?
1: Exa- exactly. That's my point. He's like, Mitrovic is kind of that player where you either start him or he doesn't play. And I think he will start on Tuesday, and I feel like Brentford are going to prepare for that. But obviously, we'll get into Brentford later, but we, we saw last night that. They're, it's not like their defense is locked tight. We looked at the game at the beginning of lock, the game in the beginning of the restart. Like we should have won that game. They done they done us twice at the end of the game. Yeah, well done, mate. But like to be like their playoff record is atrocious. Last time they lost to a damn burn header in from Yeovil. So Good for me, bring it up. Yeah. So for me, I'm I'm looking forward to Tuesday because. I feel like, all, as I said before, all the pressure is on them, not us, because Sky seemed to love them, especially Liam Rossiniar. He didn't even ask a question. He's like, oh, no, you're so good, Thomas Frank. <laughs> <laughs> J- J- Jürgen Passion Clock Part 2, basically. And, yeah, no, I'm, it's not like I'm, oh, yeah, we're going to win on Tuesday, but I feel like everyone's going to be talking about them as opposed to be talking about oh, will Fulham be able to overcome the Brentford team?
2: Which I would say was positive. But of course, the last time that we have an example of this with Fulham, Fulham actually came out on top. Um, Jack, let, I just want to get your thoughts on, on knee skins. The incredible run continues. It was a brilliant goal today. The way that he he snuck round Cardiff's right back, which I think was Bakuna. Yeah, yeah. And, and scored that goal to get us back in the game. Five in four yeah. for, for knee skins
0: now. He's a man reborn and... Is he, though? Every time Niskan's Cabano starts, he scores goals. And this has been a thing throughout his Fulham career. But he's still a,
1: he's st- it's, it's a career reborn. He was a, he's was, he been a bit part player yeah, for but the I, best I, part I, of two seasons. I feel like that's been down to uh, the management of his place in the squad. People yeah, yeah, well, don't still, like him, still but player, he's still unbelievable.
2: He's still a player reborn in the sense of what he's done. And... He's proving it. And I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on him. He obviously went off of that injury. We saw him on Sky with, a, with an ice pack on the back of his thigh. And if he can't make the playoff final... It's genuine... over.
0: <laughs> I mean,
2: <laughs> yes. But it is a massive loss, isn't it? No,
0: no, no. Like, legit. Like I, I, I said that mostly in jest, but equally, like, nah. Like, he has been... <laughs> so so good and so crucial to the way that we play now in that he's so direct he does things that our our wingers don't do he takes on a player gets around the man and puts the ball in the box he's so so direct so dangerous and he always has been this isn't like a new thing and I think that lots of people have been frustrated over the couple of over a couple of years because Niskin's often tries to do like one trick too many he'll try and like beat an extra man for the sake of being but he's always been Direct in terms of he goes at goal, yeah, and I think what we've seen is we, with this Parker system, some players thrive and some players don't. But Niskan's is thriving because he gets the space to take on his player and one v one. You yeah, ain't stopping him. He's unbelievable one B one because he's a box of tricks. But he's also
2: clever. The movement for his goal... Oh, he's so clever. Bakuna, he's caught Bakuna completely off guard because he just doesn't think that a traditional championship winger is going to come in from that position and actually make a run to the... It's quite basic football in some ways, but actually, maybe just... It's Niskin's just being a bit different from other wingers at this level.
0: Throw it back to our first season as Fulhamish when we got to the playoff semi against Reading. And Dom and I spoke at length on a podcast once about the way that Niskin scores goals, whether they're scuffed kind of finishes, whether they are... He just gets the ball in the back of the net in the way that a lot of other people, uh, you know, Anthony Nockart, for example, will try and take on three players before he scores. Niskan shoots, and he shoots a lot. And actually, it's something we're seeing more and more from Mubarakah Kamara. Yeah, uh, and it's a massive credit. And today, it took an unbelievable Alex Smithy save... To stop him scoring from a, a snapshot from 35 yards or so yeah it was you know a real okay that might be a bit much but like you know that it, it was a, a long second. range strike but he's taking it on the swivel almost to, to basically be like okay i'm gonna hit one from here and it's what niskins does from closer in he like finds a gap and he hits it every single time and having someone that direct i do think worries teams because they have to be like okay well, hang on <laughs> Yeah. everyone else in this Fulham team is so pedestrian and this bloke is like right I'm going to run at all of you one by one doesn't matter who you are I'm going to try I'm going to try it and I think that that's a massive credit because given the way that the rest of the squad works you give him the ball and they're like hang on this bloke's not like everybody else and it's a massive bonus for us because he allows the squad a- an outlet that isn't like all the other outlets we have yeah
2: um, let's come on to Cardiff's second goal in this match and it was Lee Tomlin, and, and honestly, Lee Tomlin has potentially caused two of my lowest moments of score, uh, of, 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 of supporting Fulham because the free-kick he scored for Bristol City, I honestly thought relegated... That was it, we were done. I honestly thought it relegated us at the time he scored it. And then this goal came out the blue. Um, I remember there was a million people on the Fulhamish WhatsApp saying, it's offside, it's offside, but we could quite clearly see from the replay that it came off Hector's thigh... We've been quick to praise Hector. Hector got a lot of praise after Monday, particularly after the goal line clearance.
0: To be fair, that was unreal.
2: Which was unreal, which was unreal. The same amount of criticism does need to be given, though, for what he did in contribution to that goal, which was atrocious.
3: I think he had a poor second half, generally, in yeah. all honesty. There were, there were a lot of clearances um, that you were thinking, Hector, just anywhere, but not there. Um, And that was exactly the case with the goal as well. I think he heads it back where Rodak has to make the save and then it comes off his thigh for Lee Tomlin to make what I still think is, as you say, a very good finish. Um, But I can condemn that was definitely your lowest point seeing that goal go in. Um, I'm still confident that Hector can bounce back and like he, he has done in this season. You know, when we came back after the restart, he necessarily wasn't at his best, but he still has had some amazing games for us and he's kept us in games. Um, so yeah. I'm confident that you know he still has to start in the final and things like that. But yeah, he didn't have his best second half. Um, I think even we could say that he did contribute to that goal. He did contribute to some other chances for them. Um, but he'll save just as many other goals in future games as he gave away today.
2: Yeah, I mean have had their chances, didn't they, Dom? And you look in the second half, and maybe a finer side would have put some of those away. Hard to analyse it, really. Cardiff don't really have a recognised striker. When you're bringing on Callum Patterson as your man to kind of try and save a leg, then, then you, you can see the ultimate weakness that is there. But Fulham defensively in the second half, whilst we were reasonably organised, we got away with one today, didn't
1: we? Yeah, we held, we held it organised, but we weren't organised in defence, if that makes sense. Like I, was, I, I said to Jack as soon as Callum Patterson came, I was like, so, sure, this, sure, this man is bagging. <laughs> surely he's scoring it but no I wouldn't I wouldn't say we stay in the game due to our defensive abilities I'd say we we stay in the game due to Cardiff's uh attacking inabilities if yeah. that if that if that make, if that makes sense because yeah obviously uh Lee Tomlin scores a goal and you can you can blame him I, I think it's like I don't know if it's hard but you'll see Roanoke palms it Road, I think he's trying to maybe knee it away and then it just falls straight to to um, Lee Tomlin. But um, no, I think that that second half show... If we play like we did in the second half against Brentford on Tuesday, we have an absolute no chance.
2: But it is a very different prospect that we face in this game against Brentford, isn't it? Oh, very it? easily. Ultimately, is, yeah. Cardiff have only one way of scoring. It's set pieces. They scored from a corner. They scored from a long throw. And what we face against Brentford on Tuesday is not that is it so it's almost hard to compare how he performs in this game as opposed to what we'll face against Brentford on Tuesday it's the only kind of silver lining that I'm taking for it you know lots of good teams struggle against direct sides England went out to Iceland in the Euros I don't
1: want, don't want to really have that day in in but Lent, what a team. Lots of great Unreal. teams
2: lose to shit teams who play long ball and hoof ball football no, and set Yeah, yeah but football. Iceland won Yes I know that Look,
1: Stop it Irish I, I, don't, don't, ever, I don't ever want to relive that day ever again
2: no, Don't get away from the point at the, ultimate, at the end of the day what I'm saying Cardiff are a different prospect to Brentford
1: Yeah but I also think that if you ignore obviously Brentford get what a goal on 89th 92nd 93rd minute that game at the beginning of the restart we could have easily won that game. That The reason we lost that game wasn't because Brentford were better than us. The reason we lost that game was because they took their chances and we didn't. Yeah. So, like, everyone ev- – and I, and I get annoyed, like, when everyone on Twitter is like, oh, no, Brentford, blah, 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 blah. Brentford, blah, 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 blah. They're better than us. It's like we finished on the same amount of points. Like, we're, we're very equal – sides when it comes to the table. like If we if we defend like we know we can for the first 20, 20 25 minutes and then we go into half-time 0-0 or 1-0 up even, like I, I don't see why everyone thinks Brentford are going to absolutely steamroll us. No, I completely agree. But And also, to add
0: to that, I would add that Brentford yesterday won the game by one goal. If Swansea had scored in the 90th minute, in the same way that if Cardiff had scored in the 90th minute, they would have gone to extra time. Look, I know that it was... Not as, you know, stressful. They didn't do a 45 minutes of of being the most stressed people on earth. They did 15 and they looked slightly more comfortable than we did. But by the end, I think, you know, that, that 10 minutes after the goal was desperate. But by the end... Fulham seemed to be riding things a little bit calmer. You know, it wasn't like we'd seen... There was that Glatzel volley on the turn that went over the bar in about 87th minute. I was
2: never that worried about that. There,
0: was, well, there no, wasn't actually massive but, amounts of chances well, for no, Cardiff in the end, were there? No. Yeah,
1: but if you, look, if you look at Swansea, Swansea could have created a lot more chances if they didn't just shoot at the first opportunity. But if, if
0: Brewster had squared that with two minutes to go Selena, to, to far, Selena, at the, Selena at the far post, post yeah. he would have had a... You know, it was... They did it for less time. So I imagine the stress was was Brentford lower and all of these things. probably only
1: beatable to us in the first 20 minutes of the game.
2: The, ultimately, the point is, the problem we saw today is maybe next season's problem. Championship or Premier League. We seem to be very complacent and we don't know what to do. Almost when we're two, three goals up. We saw it against Huddersfield earlier this year. We had a comfortable lead and we didn't really know... What to do with it. We had a comfortable lead today and we didn't really know what to do with it. We didn't know whether to attack them or whether to defend. In the end, we kind of did neither. And then in the end we put put pressure on ourselves. But actually, when the pressure is on and we do have a one-goal lead, Fulham turned into this different side. Fulham turned into a different animal that can't that actually is very, very impressive. So I'm not too worried about what happened today in the context of Tuesday. Yes, it wasn't the best performance, but also this isn't the problem we
0: face on Tuesday. It's also the playoffs. Like, this is what happens. Like, very rarely do people come into the playoffs and, like, win by three, four goals in a... Yeah, like,
2: no one breezes. Look
0: at the end of the Derby game, right? If Kakamara had, had gone round Scott Carson instead of deciding to throw himself on the floor and get booked, then maybe it would have been 3-1. But the last five minutes of that game were actually, like, they were absolute hell. We forget that because in the grander scheme of things... We went up. We had the best day at Wembley. We had an amazing time, and that's all gone and forgotten, right? But actually, it wasn't enjoyable those last ten minutes against Derby, were they? Like we. No,
2: but I guess it was just because it was in such a different circumstances. If it it, it was it was lost to to, to win rather than win to possible loss and that's that's the reason for the emotion i'm sure if we recorded this podcast tomorrow this whole thing would have been different and we'd have calmed down and we'd actually be ecstatic about what we'd achieved
0: it was just stressful
2: it was just stressful yeah, and i it. guess that's the way that's the way it but is that's being a football
0: fan isn't it
3: yeah I still think if we hit the restart button, though, for Tuesday, we are still a very good team. we finished level on points with Brentford this season. We've shown over the course of the season that we can at least match them and probably come close to beating them. I still think we can on Tuesday. We just have to hit that restart button after tonight because, and I'm sure that's what Scott was saying to the players after the game on the pitch, you know, hit the restart and it's see like where we go on Tuesday. we're through to the
1: final regardless. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter how we play tonight. If we play like we did in the second half against Cardiff, then we'll win the game
2: all right well we'll take a quick break here and then after the break we'll look ahead to that
0: final and we'll answer your questions as well if you're looking for an awesome fulhamish gift or maybe some clubber for yourself we've got a great range of fulham and fulhamish merch like t-shirts mugs and posters with all proceeds going towards the future running of fulhamish check it out at fulhamish.co.uk forward slash shop
2: Welcome back to the Fulhamish podcast. Sammy James here at the Duke of Cornwall in Hammersmith. I'm joined by Anver Carson.
0: Evening. Don Betts. Hello, hello. Jack Collins. Hello, listeners.
2: So, as you heard there, uh, Fulhamish merch store. um, If you've ordered a mask, by the way, there's a few questions coming in about it. We're expecting delivery of our masks next week. Uh, They'll be sent out first class as soon as we get them. We're still awaiting delivery from our suppliers so if you've ordered a full of mish face mask they're still on sale by the way we're expecting them next week and we'll send them out as soon as we get them we've had quite a lot of questions in. i think people maybe missed the product description which is fair enough I mean, who reads
0: things um, dom's been waiting for a uh, delivery from his suppliers for the last hour
2: yeah that's just good point so uh do check out the merch store though uh, there's a brand new range of t-shirts out as well okay right uh thank you jack for the uh half time selection of beers hey
0: you're more than welcome uh,
2: I've got quite a lot of Moretti to finish off in this last part of the Young podcast. Moretti. So, I don't want to get too much into the nitty-gritty of Brentford because we're going to try and do a podcast this weekend, um, probably with Billy the Bee, because who else do you get in these probably. circumstances? Um, which kind <laughs> Every of goes...
0: single Brentford media appearance on earth is yeah. done by Billy the Bee. <laughs> he
2: is basically running Brentford FC, so we have to get Billy the Bee on. So... That'll happen later this weekend, so I don't want to get into the deep depths of BMW and all of that. But just interested to think what your thoughts are on the playoff final on Tuesday. It's obviously so weird. It's such a major match for Fulham. We won't be there. We'll be in probably some kind of pub if not from home is there anything we can do as Fulham fans? It it feels like a weird situation, and and I think Don put it uh, perfectly early when we were chatting when he said, "Thank God this isn't the first time we were back at Wembley," because I honestly wouldn't want to be at Wembley in these circumstances if it, we hadn't have been there two years ago and therefore kind of at least have that feeling
1: banks in our memories.
3: It's it's never going to be as good as that day was, no matter what Nothing happens. Nothing,
1: whatever. I think I think any. F- Unless we literally win like a European, do you not know think f-
0: beating Brentford two one the last minute?
1: No, because like I, everyone knows, I don't enjoy going to the football to watch football. <laughs>
0: yeah, Dom wouldn't be there tonight. You know? No, I, mean, no, I, 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 I generally think
1: the only thing that could possibly top that day being a Fulham fan would be winning an FA Cup, yeah. winning a League Cup, or winning a Europa League. Yeah. Or what's the new one coming in the UEFA Conference League, mate? What? I'm so excited. Yeah, <laughs> so so no, I feel like I'm so happy that we did it two years ago because, like I've, I've said it, if if we didn't do it two years ago, I'd rather us we finish mid table and, fin- and being 12th because it would be imagine you haven't been Wembley since 1975 and your first time back is behind closed doors. Like like I've said it. Like think about Brentford, like their last ever game at Griffin Park is behind closed doors. Imagine that the derby game was behind closed doors yeah. and the villa game was behind closed doors yeah no not like, for absolutely me absolutely imagine that i'm not i'm not like saying it as like a diss to brentford or anything just i'm just saying like that is not that's not football No, of course no, but people act- texted me sammy
0: saying the best day in in the club's history for you know that's it, it. Was. They're, on the, well, it was. they're on the verge it was of in about 10 years Premier yeah. League promotion no 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 I'm, I'm talking about Brentford the, the, you know, they're on the verge of the highest the club has ever been well, Right, just, and no fans like a league One are going to see it no fans are going to see it and look there are plenty of things about Griffin Park I dislike as you know as a person like the fact that the away end doesn't serve pints the fact that they've got this myth of the four pubs when actually one of them has been closed for as long as I've been born you know and and all of these things that bridge where you have to walk over which is nonsense the the fact that it's not
1: old school it's a shithole
0: the fact that they are walk they are leaving their spiritual home for a connects version of the keep moat in Doncaster and you know they are they, they have literally abandoned their soul for this kind of like stadium built out of lego is you know well fair play to them because i wouldn't be taking if this was the cottage the train I would connections be going. to wonderful though jack i would be going we're, we're not going, it's a wonderful location thing. i would be going absolutely nuts if i was a brentford fan because i'd be Cue like Bridges you have lovely. sold you have sold everything about the club that was like worth keeping q is lovely on the weekends though but and but on top of that none of them are able to see it no one's been able to see them. Their last games, the greatest game that's ever been played at Griffin Park. They beat Swansea 3-1. Delicious. Fantastic. Um, you know, great for them. No one was able to see it. And, and ultimately, if that was the cottage, I'd be like, nah, keep it another year.
2: But have you cycled over Q Bridge on a Sunday in the sun? It's gorgeous, Jack.
1: It's lovely. Yeah, I'm sure. Location, <laughs> no, location, so location, 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 location. It's so west, it's not even in London anymore. So. <laughs> no,
0: I'll have none of that. It's a great
2: train. West London it's is a great West train.
1: London it's a great pure. train
2: from Putney.
0: Look, uh, look. I, I'm just saying that I would be very sad if I was yeah, a Brentford fan. And
2: I, I actually have my sympathy. Soul. You have, have to be symp- sad to be a Brentford fan in the first place. Well, yeah. So I have sympathy from that point. But you know, where where are you planning on watching it on Tuesday, Jack? It's it's just, I go. I just it's it's hard to get as excited as you could be rather than. Tomorrow morning, we'd be online. We'd try to be trying to book a ticket for Wembley. And, and that was so exciting two years ago. And, and some of that's been taken away. Yes, tomorrow I might be looking for a table to reserve at a pub in Fulham. It's not, it's not quite the same, is it?
0: Might go, Sammy.
2: Might go. Well, might yeah, go. of course. He's got, he's got the old journo pass. But let's assume you're not big time enough to go as a journalist. I'm probably
0: actually legitimately going to work with watching from home. I've I've kind of got to the point where I'm watching it in a pub where everybody's a bit, you know, supposed to be distant and, you know, it just sounds like a lot of stress. Even tonight, tonight it's been very quiet in here and it's been actually really pleasant because you walk up, get a drink, whatever. We've all been sat, you know, at a table with lots of space and it's been lovely, but I don't know if, you know you're not controlling it you're not you're not watching it you're 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 basically at a point where occasionally you're just sort of talking away and and things and I think that was because of the nature of today's game right rather than because of what it was I think in terms of a playoff you want to have like full eyes on it you want everything you want at your disposal I want to watch it with my family who are all Fulham like all of those things and I think making that and trying to get that in a pub is actually quite
3: stressful so I actually think I'm probably going to watch it at home.
2: Adam, plans for the playoff final?
3: Yeah, I'm going to be at home watching it with my family. Um, they didn't actually get to all come to the playoff final last time, so it'll be a bit of a different experience. But I still think we'll enjoy it. And I agree with uh, Jack's point as well. If you are watching from home, you do get to take in things like replays as well and really enjoy every part of the game. Whereas there's not that much of the game at Wembley that I really would have remembered until I actually watched back to the ninety minutes on TV. Dom,
1: so I can I, I'm going with my dad, so I can see scumbags not complete. Utter scumbags. Right. So, uh, no, no, I'll I'll probably go with my dad, go to a pub in Putney, um, watch the the game there, Um, until my mum calls my dad back, and then he can go back and I can just stay out and just end up a complete mess like I always do. How about you, Sam? I'm undecided.
2: I, I genuinely haven't even thought that far ahead. I just about planned coming to the Duke of Cornwall today. So uh, planning We're next Tuesday. Which I had to organise in the first Yeah, place. well done, Dom. <laughs> so planning next Tuesday is, is far beyond my remit at the moment. Um, let's answer some questions. Um, my phone's out of battery, so Jack, uh, you're in charge.
0: Okay, Adam Bright says, Does Knock Art start the final? As a fan, I want to see Cabano and AK forty-seven, and I'm going to go to a man who I know has unbelievably
3: strong feelings about this. AF, talk to me. I don't like Anthony Knockhart today. The passion, the passion, passion merchants. Uh, I, I, I today's game didn't I change my opinion yards. on him. I mean, he you did, thought he it, got it, his no, it, for the first goal. He call, did, yeah, didn't. I did, and then I realised <laughs> he didn't, and I don't love him anymore. Um, he did run fifty yards. Uh, he also passed the ball into the middle multiple times. He made some really bad decisions with his passing. Uh, I think he's had some great games, and I praised him on Twitter the other week. Um, so I'm, I really do think that he's turned it around since he signed his permanent deal. Uh, today's game wasn't one of those, and I do think as well with the form that AK showed when he did come on, um, it would be really tempting if him and Cabano were both fit to start both of those in the final.
2: But I, if you have AK and Cabano starting... Who the heck do you bring off off the bench? Who
0: starts on the left where they both want to play?
2: I think AK can play very, very well on the right.
3: I mean, today played well on the left and he was cutting in, taking shots on his right. But I think AK can play very well on the right. To answer your question as to who could kind of come on to change the game, if you start the game quick enough and those two have enough of an impact and Mitro's playing, you could end up in a more comfortable position that you don't need to bring someone on to impact the game.
2: But that's wonderful. But what if you don't? Then you're stuck on 60 minutes, nil-nil, and you've got no one, really, because I don't think Kevin Knockhart can change the game off the bench.
0: No, and I think this is something that Dom's actually been saying all year, and there's a very, very valid question here. Brett Pund, who says... Well, it's a bit of a longer question, but his first question is, if if Mitro and Cabano can't play, are we forced to play Joe Bryan at left wing?
1: We should be forced to not play Joe Bryan at all. (laughs) No, no. If we're if we if we're looking if we're looking at our front three, right? My, my. I, w- I would love to start a BB Car Kamara, right? Because I think he'd offer a lot. But my issue is then if you have the likes of Caviero and Knocker on the bench, there isn't really an impact player there. That I think that's your biggest problem. Like, I think when when we when we're going forward and we're trying to change a game, we often the likes of Bu can impact a game, whereas with Noka and Caviera, I think they're players who grow into a game. They're not players you can bring on in the 70th minute and are going to directly change something. So as much as I think Boober season is fully on, I feel like he's a, a, we're much better bringing him on than someone like Caviera or Anthony Noka. Which I always feel sorry for those players. I always feel... Sorry for the players that are really good
2: but are better off the bench because I think you obviously don't want that because what footballer ever wants to start on the bench and come on after 60 minutes but you clearly are that good that you serve a role in that sense and that's really difficult to manage.
3: Um... We used to say the same thing about Niskins Cabano though. We used to say, oh yeah, he's better as an impact player and since he started games, he scored goals. And I I maybe think that, you know, players do have to make that switch between being impact players and starting games occasionally.
2: It's kind of nuts, though, Jack. Don't you think that we're having this conversation going into a playoff fight? Brentford aren't worrying about who their front three are going into this game. It's kind of crazy that it's been this season for Fulham where we're actually wondering who on earth starts as the front three because you would have thought by the time you've reached a playoff final, you'd have worked that out. I mean, you say that.
0: But actually, if you think about the season that we went up, the front three were really where it changed. In fact, it was arguably the only place where it no, changed. Right wing was the only
2: place it changed.
0: Well, from January, Cesc Ces started from left January.: wing, Mitro
2: started up front, and then someone from January at, out of Kamara and Aite started right. Really,
0: it was only Kamara only really staked his place for a starting spot and took that starting spot at Wembley in the last three, four games of the season. Yeah. And look, I think the things changed. Look, and you look back at that Brentford team, and I know that part of it was influenced by the fact that Mbuemo had uh, coronavirus, but equally he didn't start the first three games after the restart. And actually, I feel like he's been really weak. You know, actually, well, yeah, he has them. been
2: until last night's goal. He hasn't really scored that much. No, has no, he?
0: I mean he hasn't. But like, full stop. And you know, speaking to Brentford fans, they're a bit like, oh, we're not actually. He hasn't hit the heights at all what he hit before the break, because... And look, that's not, that's not a slight on him. Like We don't know how this virus takes people's you know, immune systems out and all of these things. That's not a, um, it's not a dig by any stretch of the imagination. But things change every week. And, and he didn't start against us. And you know what? There are plenty of reasons to think that a lot of things change every single week. I, I think that if I was doing it, I would probably go with Cabano... And Cavaleiro and take Knockout and Kamara off the bench. Because actually, but then I if think Mitro they're both...
2: Star- but if Mitro starts, where does Bobby go?
0: Into centre midfield where we're 2 nil down. Um, <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> joking. But like, Bobby can come on in midfield and impact the game. In fact, Bobby was an 8 until Bristol City turned him into a 9. Like, it's, it's very, you know, very easy to forget that. He played Which as not- a centre midfielder for a lot of his career.
2: Would you not maybe do Cabano,
0: Mitro, Bobby? I mean, maybe. I, it would For me, I think that's a, that's a question on Cavalero's fitness. If Cav is fit, then I would suggest that he should start. Because I actually think that Ivan Cavalero is a wonderful footballer. Despite what Dom says. Despite what Dom says.
1: the no, well, issue is he, he, can, he can offer something out of nothing. But he can also offer nothing off the bench. So if you are going to play him, he you starts. have to start
0: him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm with them on that. Okay, what's uh, What's up next in the question bag? This is a good one. How many just Sammy Jameses support Fulham? Um, we've got three questions from different Sammy Jameses, and they've knocked each other out. Huh?
3: I can guarantee none of them were as upset as Sammy was. Sam during James, that game. Sam Burn James. <laughs> this
2: is so confusing. Why are there so many? Sa- Why are there so many Sammy Jameses that support Fulham?
0: Well, I'd like to just raise a, an interesting one because we've got a question from Sam James who says, Cabano has been a revelation recently, not just offensively. He's been he- helping Joe Bryan a lot with his work rate, something that we haven't had with Cav. Given his recent performances, who is more important is fit for Tuesday, Niskins or Mitro? And before you answer that, i would like to say that Sam Burn James has replied to it saying how many Sammy Jameses are there who support Fulham?
2: Yeah, that freaks me out. I don't think I can answer this question. I need about a five-minute break until I just work out this.
0: AF, Niskins so, or
3: Mitro fit for oh, Tuesday? Oh, wow. That's, uh, I would personally go with Niskins. Really? Uh, yeah I mean, my, my reason for that is just that, like, we've seen what an impact he's had in the last four games. I really think that... That was games where we didn't have Mitrovic in there. I do think that if if Caviar... Uh, no, sorry. If Cabano's fit for the final, I think that is a bigger...
1: Can I just remind us.
2: you that Mitrovic is the championship's golden boot. Can I
1: remind you that the last time someone scored three consecutive free kicks in three games in English football was Reign Rooney in 2014? Never Oof. heard
3: of him. Also, would like Fine. to say that I'd put a third option in and just say as long as Harrison Reed's fit, I'm happy.
2: Nah, nah that's an that's opinion I get on board with. Dom, please give me your incorrect opinion. this, this, this fucking Niskin season, so... Yeah. I'm sorry. How can anyone? Rather, like, I, I love me. I love No, skins. but no.
1: My, my problem is, is like obviously, Mitrovic is a better option for this team. But you can't ignore the ridiculous. Can't form ignore it, form, mate. That, the kind of form the Guano is in. Look,
2: I'm not having it. That Neeskins is a more important man to this it team is, than though, Alexander right, Mitrovic. Currently, right, who, not, not.
1: I, I don't, I, I don't. Who has scored more goals in the Ed last done. five games?
2: Who has scored more goals in the championship all season? Alexander Mitrovic is crucial to Fulham. He's winning. crucial,
1: but if you look at today, what today's the first game we've lost without him. Yeah. I'm not saying we don't need Mitrovic. All I'm saying there's is there's probably
2: not going to be many chances in this Brentford game that we play, and, and I, I think it's going to be tight on chances. Yeah, but if you li- Mitrovic, if, if, is you a li- deadly if you're deadly
1: strike. therefore it's important a- than Cabano, Yeah,
3: yeah, but
0: yeah but I agree. Players,
1: goals. If, you, if you look at players who are clinical, Nisic is it's his season.
0: Like, I actually, obviously, agree with you, Sammy. I think it's more
3: important.
1: That it is, that but
3: Mitrovic you- is fit.
1: But Nisianz Cabano is. But Cabano is a revelation. I
3: think also if we get uh, some some free kicks in the right locations, we know that how much true. you like no, those. So I, I think arc- that right, right, right. no it. no no the
1: argument of this is like picking Jordan Pickford to play over Pope or fucking Henderson over um, over Pickford for the England team because oh no he's been good for this for this entire no he hasn't though. because he has though
0: he has been good for the entire season.
1: We, no I'm saying he's been but if you look at the last ten games. Nissan nice Scobana has been has made more of an impact. Nah. Yeah, but
0: Mitch Rich has been out of three of them, mate. I'm not saying that.
1: <laughs> All I'm saying is <laughs> Nissan <Nice>. Don't, don't <laughs> give me right, using okay. Mitch no, I'm gonna move this I'm no. gonna move this
0: on because this is a ridiculous discussion. Right. Owen Ryan says Adoy or Christie versus Ben Rama, go, Don Betts.
1: So that's Christie. Sorry, hang on, hang on. Hang hang on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just, I'd really just like you to say that one more time for me, Dom. Say
1: it's... it just how you
2: said it. Cyrus Christie. <sighs> okay,
0: the Irish Cafu for Tom Not the commentary um, Cafu. Like,
2: Cyrus, I think, that, I think Cyrus, go. whenever he's been in the right-back role, hasn't disappointed. I think that sometimes he's been rotated, and I don't really see why. It's nothing really a slight on Dennis Adoy. I think Dennis Adoy is also a good wing-back, but I think that Cyrus Christie deserves to start the championship player final.
1: No, I've got right, so my my point my, my point with starting Cyrus here is that there's no point bringing Cyrus off the bench when I I'd much rather bring Adoy off the bench. Because I feel like if your centre backs in hell or your full backs in hell you can bring on Dennis Adoy. Yeah, Whereas Cyrus Christie you, you just
3: you bring him on to come, come at teams and no, score destiny, winners yeah. like QPR. Adam? <laughs> um, I mean, I'd go with Cyrus Christie as well. I think he made um, one mistake in the game as well, and that was obviously led to the Cardiff goal. Um, but other than that, I think he's the player that I would start in the final. Uh, I don't think there's much difficulty
0: there. 4-0 for the Irish Cafu. Um, Commentary Last question. And, uh, and actually, this is a good one, because Tom Kearney didn't have the best of games today. Uh, I would suggest. But actually, in the second half, second half, I think, provided more, as he did at Cardiff, than he had in the first half. And a lot of people commenting that he was actually one of the people that gave us an out ball in the second half. Um, obviously, the skipper is the skipper, Sammy. He's going to start in the finals. So it's not like a discussion of whether he's going to start or not. But w- what do we need to see from from TC these days? Is it more that kind of gritty thing that we saw in the second half of today? Or is it more kind of, you know, of those opening it up, changing the game kind of moments? Because we actually have a lot of players that can do that, but that kind of gritty performance where he was able to give us the out ball, able to calm things down when things were really, really like tense. Is that more important these days than actually scoring 30 yard screamers? The thing I've noticed
2: about TC, he's one of these players. I almost think it's like a boxer that needs to be backed into a corner. That's before he shows his greatest punches. I, often I notice that TC is better in the second half than the first. And I often think it's because Fulham's first halves are normally quite pedestrian and TC's just allowed to have a lot of time and play sideways passes and he isn't put under pressure. TC is best when actually three players are around him. When you've got the caricature photo like Lionel Messi has always showed where there's six opposition players and TC's in the middle, but TC actually manages to find either the pass or the trick or the move that actually manages to, to to decoy half a team. What I'd like to see from TC is some guts. I'd like to see TC put into positions where actually he thinks that he might lose the ball because I think I back TC. I back TC two against one to actually find the space and find the pass that takes two players out of the game. So what I would like to see in this game is... Is not the kind of pedestrian walking into the game that he often shows. And in the second half, he showed that today. There was a couple of times where actually he was put under a bit of pressure. He always thrives
1: Loves under pressure. pressure.
2: He always thrives when there's two players gunning down against him and he actually finds that little gap and he runs through and he makes a bit of space. And, and, that, and that obviously anytime that ever happens for a midfielder it opens so much space for the attacker the wingers the other midfielders around him so I'd like to see TC go into this game with some confidence back yourself under pressure under these Brentford midfielders who will try and pressure you down who will try and close you down you've got the skill to beat them yeah, That's Matthias what...
0: Jensen is actually rubbish
2: I mean Mickey that Mouse, pass Klaus yesterday Jensen, would d- so. d- d-
0: no, no no that down. pass is unreal but like equally he has literally a gap the size of Scotland to pass it through yeah, but That's I reckon I, 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 I reckon I fancy I reckon I I myself to play that pass in the gap that he's played it.
2: I'd like TC thrives under pressure. Tuesday will be pressure, and I'm hoping that TC once Hat-trick. again proves some of his disprovers wrong. And we've been that on this podcast. No, TC, you're, you're
0: critical when you when when the criticism do, is due and credit to, when credit is due, right? Go
2: do it again, TC. You thrives against Villa. King do it again all right well we'll leave it for there for today um i hope you enjoyed our ramblings and there should be a podcast between now and tuesday we're we're working obviously we didn't want to jinx things by organizing things too soon by organizing a playoff preview before we even in the final so we will try and get something out this weekend hopefully it's uh with one of the guys from besotted i imagine it will be um jack what is the title for today's podcast
0: hell to wembley Hell to
2: Wembley.
1: That's
2: a fine that's a fine title, Jack.
1: I know. I came up with it myself.
2: Very, very nice. All right. Well, it's a big few days for Fulham. Uh, there'll be a podcast, as I said, in the next few days. And uh, lots of content over on the website as well. Fulhamish.co.uk. So Alan for Carson, thank you very much. Cheers, Sammy. Don Betts, thank you very much. It's all right. Jack Collins, thank you very much. Been a pleasure, Samuel. Have a nice few days. Take it easy. We go again. Come on, you whites.
3: You whites. You whites. (laughs)